We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hometown Founder Podcast. Man, I'm really terrible at uh, doing a podcast. I got my friend slash employee account manager. We're friends. Well, yeah, but we're all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're my friend and my employee and my account manager. I feel like not a lot of people can say that, though. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We haven't been working together for that long yet, so I guess we'll find out if, you know. We stay friends. We stay friends. Right. We might. Oh, by the way, this is. My name's Sam Stevenson. Yeah. Sam, tell tell the, the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um. So I've been working here at Darcy for a whole week now, but yeah. I interned here uh, when I was a college student about a year ago, nine months. Yeah. Nine months ago. Yeah. Um. And I met Kyle when he came into one of my classes, and I was like, dude, this guy seems like he'd be a sick boss. That's how we met? Yeah. Is it in a class? Yeah, you came in one of my classes, um, and it was just like a like one-credit class. And uh, you What were, was I doing? You So, like, part of the class was just, like, agencies. So we had, like, you know, different local agencies come around and talk to us and just, like, tell us oh, what they yeah. do. And so you told us what you did and showed us like some of your work that you did. And I was like, yo, this is sick. I cool. love to work for this guy one day. And here I am. Boom. Dude, look at the dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> um, so Sam, Sam is here because, well, I mean, you'd be a great guest on the podcast. Hey, thanks. But also because, uh, it was like almost two weeks ago that we posted our last podcast episode. And then, I got a sinus infection and a whole bunch of other excuses got in the way of me doing a legit podcast this week, and I realized it's Friday today, and uh, I told myself one way or another I would release a podcast episode this week, and here we are. Here so, we are. Not to make it sound like you're bottom of the barrel, Sam, because you're not, but when you look up and you realize that yeah, I'm you not- made a commitment doesn't matter who's in front of you. You interview them on the podcast. Bro. It's all right. I'm not offended or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be. All right. Appreciate it. So, Sam, um, let's talk a little bit about business, bro. So, you've been at this a week, which isn't fair because, like, you did a full internship here as yeah. well. Um, actually, I'm kind of curious on this. What, uh, what about growing businesses at Darcy Media do you think is different than uh, – than some of the other agencies that presented in your class or I mean, what you expected from being an accounting ma- or uh, an advertising major? Yeah, for sure. So um, like two months ago, I entered a scholarship opportunity with Washington Media Scholars, um, and they're getting pretty big. But So what they do is they take the finalist, uh, which I was lucky, luck, lucky enough to be a part of, um, and so they flew us all to D.C., um, we met with a whole bunch of different agencies and they, all the agencies just kind of told us what they, what they did. Um, and some of them were agencies. So we met with, uh, people, we met with local agencies, but we also met with people like Google, um, mm-hmm. you know, New York times, um, Washington post, so some bigger, bigger agencies, bigger companies. And, um, they told us about how they grow too. And, and I don't know, it's just, I love how, uh, I just love how we do it here. It's it's, it's smaller, and so mm-hmm. it's it's um, you just gotta be a go getter, and you, that's kind of like what I've learned a lot. And since my since my internship, and since I've been here for the last week, 
um, is you just got to be a real go getter and you got to do it yourself. You got to, yeah, you got to be in charge and you, you can't just expect other people to do it for you or people to come to you. Yeah. I've noticed that when like interacting with other employees or interns, I can't tell you why. Well, usually I remember last semester, I think it was the semester that you did your internship. There's one specific intern that would ask me kind of regularly like, Hey man, like, what do you want me to do? Do you remember what I always said to him? Do you figure, know? It, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. So this one specifically, I'd always say, I'd say, go make me money. Do you remember me saying that? <laughs> Dude, you said, you've said that to me. I said that to you. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that kid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember when I first started here as an intern and like, I didn't, it was me and a couple other guys and we were just yeah. like, what do we do? And yeah. like, I was lucky enough to ask other people that were like Dane and some other kids that were here. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, like, like, what does he expect from us? Mm-hmm. And he was like, to to do whatever you think you should. Yeah. And yeah, I remember- To he, make me money. Yeah, to make you money. I just think it's, uh, and I don't know if this is the right way to do it, uh, but like, since I never had a job at a college, like I started Siphon the day I graduated mm-hmm. and I've been entrepreneurial my entire life. So I don't really know what it's like to have a job. I just know what it's like to be proactive in uh, going to accomplish something or going to make money, right? Yeah. And so I just assume that the people that I work closely with should also be entrepreneurial and that they shouldn't be told or need to be told what to do as long as I'm clear with the the direction and with the vision. But I don't know. I think sometimes that can be that can be a fault. So like, right? Because I mean, if you were an entrepreneur, you'd you'd have your own agency, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. like, where do you draw the line between when communicating with employees, uh, letting them? be accountable and responsible by, you know, by letting them decide what to do and, and when do you need to give direction? Yeah. So, uh, I think it's important to set, set some, like some, I don't know want to say ground rules, mm-hmm. but let them know your vision because you can't just expect other people to have the same vision you do. Right. Because if that were the case, then this business wouldn't be successful. Yeah. Cause you got a different vision than most people. Yeah. Um, so if I'm clear on the vision, it's okay to be kind of ambiguous on the tactical side of things? Uh, yeah. And I think if they're struggling, let them know that they're struggling because sometimes they might not realize it. Yeah. And, and so if, if somebody if you see somebody struggling, like ask them what's up, if they think they're doing a good job. And if they do, why? Yeah. And, and if they can't answer, if they just aren't ambiguous in itself, then then they don't belong here. Yeah, I think it's fair, at least at the beginning. Yeah. Because, like, eventually the agency will be big enough where if you want to just sit at your desk and do color correction on videos all day, every day, we'll have enough creative for you to be able to do that. Right. But right now we're so small, you know, we've got less than 20 clients. Like, everybody's doing everything Mm -hmm. right now. So I think that's – Yeah. That's just part of the nature of having a small agency. Right. And if you're not – if you're not – I don't know. If you're – I've always seen it at least like in the last couple of years, like if you're not ambiguous, if you're not a good getter, if you don't, if you don't see, at least if you don't have your own vision, even if you're working for somebody else, like you're not going to grow in the business or in yourself. Yeah. That's true. I, like, I mean, I mean, for me, like, you know, as, as, as I'm working here, like I need to go out and, and find some clients. Cause if I don't find any clients, you don't have time to find clients right now. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Yeah. And at so, least not the, size of clients that you're looking for yeah and yeah. so like if you can't if you if you don't get any more clients then i'm not going to get any more clients right and if you do get more clients then you're gonna you know keep them for yourselves because 
Yeah. They're your size clients, not my size clients. We wear two different size pants right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a 36, 34. I'm a 34, 32. Look See? at that, dude. Smaller pants. Just a little bit smaller. <laughs> Bro, give it a couple years of being married, have a kid. You'll, <laughs> you'll be into those 36s, man. For sure. <laughs> so what's been on my mind the past like week or so, I, I've been trying to systematize what we do here because we're scaling so much right now and I'm not handling every aspect of the business like I used to be. And to be able to do that, you have to be able to systemize what you do. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of narrowed it down into these three categories of what Darcy Media does. And what I've realized is that it's really the three areas of marketing. Like without these three things, no marketing campaign will be successful. And it's the strategy, the content creation or the media creation, and the media buying. Mm-hmm. So those three things. And we do all three of them here, right? I'm a marketing consultant for a lot of our clients. We create videos mostly, and we buy Facebook and Instagram ads and right. LinkedIn ads, right? Right. So like we do all three. Um, of those three, do you think that there is one that is most important? Is yeah. it uh, you need all three, two out of three? Like, what do you think about those three things? So I think you need all three, but I think you have to start with one. And with that one in particular, it'd definitely be the strategy. Because mm-hmm. without strategy, you got nothing. Yeah. So. I think you're right, man. Like, if I, as I look back on the past, because I've been doing this for, what, 18 months? Mm-hmm. For other people, obviously, I've been doing marketing stuff for my own businesses for a long time. But right. Darcy Media has really only been a company for, like, a year, year and a half. Right. And before that, I remember looking for videographers because I didn't think that I was good at making videos. Mm-hmm. And now, like that sounds kind of weird, right? Because th- that's a big part of what we do and a big part of what I do. Right. But if you show my videos that I make to professional videographers that have been doing it for 20, 30 years, you know what they say? It's crap. Yeah, they don't like them. Yeah. They, they think that they're like not professional and and it doesn't follow the – whatever rules and stuff that they teach you in school, I right. guess. Because it doesn't look like a Toyota ad that you see on Fox 5 News or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, honestly, like, they're right. Like, I, I don't think I'd, I'd consider myself, like, an amazing videographer. I think I've got some, some skill there, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, like, amazing. I think that the reason why our videos are good is because I understand the strategy of our – of our clients' companies so well mm-hmm. that the direction that the video goes in, it, it's it's perfectly in alignment with their strategy. So it doesn't matter as much that there's certain nuances of the video that aren't perfectly in line with uh, professional videography. Because it doesn't, it, it matters a lot less than strategy. Yeah. So I, I know you on a like a, on a personal level, so I know sure. what you're talking about, but give an example. Uh, like a, a, an example of video? Can you give an example of, of a client? or? Yeah, so like so Circle of Love. They were yeah. my first clients, and, and they almost weren't really clients. They were just like friends, and I had this thought that I could do what I do for my other business, Siphon, for other companies, and it would also work, and they were, they were the experiment, uh-huh. kind of. I want to see if it worked, if it worked for local retail, right? right. 
And so for the, the you can go back and look the first like two, three videos, maybe four videos that we made for Circle of Love, and you compare those just production value to the videos that we make now, like they're pretty they're pretty terrible production value wise. Yeah. But they got thousands and thousands of organic views. Right. And the only possible explanation for that is because the way that it was presented and and the 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 creative behind everything was strategic mm-hmm. um i'll break it down if that's is that, is that what you're looking for yeah so i like i said like i kind of know what you're talking about but i think it'd be good for our, our listeners to to know what you're yeah yeah you know what i'm saying that's fair okay so circle of love we'll just go with that example right. I, i'm sure they don't mind me uh telling Throwing their strategy their to the there. world yeah um, so we talk about, uh, and I've talked about this in the podcast a lot. Like you don't sell drills, you sell holes, mm-hmm. right? You don't sell a product. You sell what that product does jobs to be done theory by Clayton Christensen. So if you think about a uh, local brick and mortar, formal wear, like suits, ties, wedding dresses, things like that. Um, what are you actually selling? You're not selling. And when we had these conversations, especially early on in that client relationship, mm-hmm. and what we figured out was that that you sell feeling good in what you wear. You sell feeling good, um, and, and and confidence. And and for them specifically, a lot of times it's it's uh it's the modesty route with um, uh, with women's apparel, and, right? Right. Um. So if you go that route, um, a big part of that is how the people in the store make you feel while you are in the store. Like, have you ever been to a store where the salesman made you feel like dumb or somehow less than? Yeah, actually like a suit store. Cause I didn't like, I was, I didn't know what the prices were. Cause it was mm-hmm. like my first time buying a suit. I was yeah. Like, I don't know that it's supposed to cost $300 or whatever. Yeah. At the minimum. Yeah. And then, and then the guy's kind of making you feel dumb because yeah. you don't know about suits. Right. Yeah, so same thing. Like that's that's uh, that's kind of what we arrived at. So we thought, all right, let's let's make videos that don't necessarily primarily focus on the style and the quality of the suits and the gowns. But let's focus on the people that work here, specifically the owners, and make them uh, appear and look really personable and real and authentic. So then, when I watch this video, I connect with the people in it. I'm and I feel like we are friends right. because that's that's just like basic psychology. There's celebrities that I have never met before in my life, but if I were to meet them, I would feel like they were my friends because I've seen them. I feel like I know them. Right. Right. They don't know me, but I feel like I know them. So the idea was turn turn uh john and heather the two owners now jc into kind of these really fun cool uh personable local celebrities the the good thing is that they were already kind of that Mm -hmm. and they're super cool like we weren't faking anything they actually are fun cool personable people right but that's what we focused on in the videos and so then when we made a video it didn't really matter that the color correction wasn't perfect, that the video was a little bit shaky or things like that. What mattered is that while someone was watching the video, they felt like John and Heather were fun, cool, personable people. Right. Because then that person is more likely to actually believe that, and then they're more likely to come into the store and buy something from people because they know that these people are going to make them also feel 
comfortable and not judge and things like that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that enough specifics? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think strategy I think strategy trumps all. With a good strategist and mediocre creative uh both on the buying side and on the creation side, I think you can get by. Do you think if you have the strategy but you don't know anything? I guess yeah. If you don't know anything about the other two, will they fall into place? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you've got to get you you got to have some chops there. Right. <clears throat> like I think we have to pri- I think we'd prioritize strategy over all else. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't say you can you can get by with 0% of the other ones. Okay. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I'd pick strategy though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's not 50-50-50, but it's not 90-10-10 or I yeah. I'm not good with math. <laughs> It's, it's 80, 10, 10. It's definitely yeah. not 50, 50, 50. Yeah. You know what I meant though. 33.33. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that there's a heavy weight on strategy. I, I, I think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's good. How are we doing on strategy? Like you and me? Yeah. Like Darcy. Yeah. Darcy. Yeah. I think we're doing real well. I think so. I mean, if you look at our board growing. Yeah. We got a, just a whiteboard full of madness over here. Yeah, I love it though. There's so much stuff on there. It's so like organi- organized unorganized. <laughs> it's not super I it's it's more organized than what it used to be. Than what it used to be. I'm yeah. not a very organized person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hence why you're in here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being organized. Of course. You know, one thing uh, as I'm looking at this whiteboard, there are uh one, two, three there are three, maybe four free projects on there. Like Darcy has turned into a, I mean, it's, it's a real agency making real money with real clients right now. And still there's, there are at least three projects in the works right now that we're doing for free. Yeah. And living in a college town with a lot of photographers, uh, some of which whom have worked for us. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel like they, uh, they reach a point eventually where they don't do stuff for free anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know, self-respect or something. I, I can't do stuff for free for the publicity anymore because I've, I've reached a certain spot in my career. But yet, I mean, here I am doing free stuff. Yeah. To me, it's strategic. I agree. You Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, if you, if you, even big corporations, like, you know, I'm just throwing out random stuff, but yeah. um, Adidas. Yeah. Well, they're one of our free projects we're doing right now. Yeah, they're not only, but they're—I mean—they're one of our <coughs> free projects. But they also give away free stuff. Yeah, they'll, they'll give away free shoes, free shirts, free hats. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yes, they can't afford it, and that's partially why they do it. But it's to get their name out there. Yeah, they're—I mean—as if they needed to do that more, but they do. Yeah, they're constantly giving away free stuff because it grows the—it grows the name. Yeah, yeah, and I think that. I think that makes sense. And yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're prideful about it, and get, I mean, I feel like you just you just stab yourself in the foot. Like when I told uh, somebody that we both know about the Adidas project, and they're like, "Oh man, Adidas! Like, how much are you getting paid for that?" I'm like, nothing, man. I'm doing that for free. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like, oh come on, like you've been doing this for a while now. Like you're big enough, you can you can charge a pretty penny for that. And you're like, that's why I'm doing it for free. Exactly. Like it's it is strategic. I. I want to get more big outdoor companies as clients. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, we've got we have some now, and every time we get a new outdoor client, it seems like they're about they're you know they're a little bit bigger than the ones before. Right. But if I can if I can skip a few steps, I will. And if that means reaching out to Adidas, showing them some of our work, and saying, hey, we'll we'll uh, we'll do some Facebook video and some Facebook ads for you for free, mm-hmm. just to you know kind of show you show you what we do, and they say yes. If, if, if Adidas turns into a client, awesome. But if they don't, then there's there's a hundred companies that are smaller than Adidas, but but 10 times bigger than our current clients, mm-hmm. that if they see that we do work for Adidas and that we do good work, they're that much more likely to hire us. Yeah. Right? So is that worth a couple Saturday afternoons and some extra money and paying people for work I'm not getting paid for. Like to me, yeah. Right. I think it'd be stupid not to do that kind of stuff. Right. And going back to the beginning of this little podcast, I think uh, when we talked about like when you bring people on and, and like the vision where you draw the line, mm-hmm. I think uh, a big line that would be like an obvious one is if, you know, you tell people your vision just like that, like that's, that's your strategy. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, people can disagree with you, but if they don't, if they don't see that just a little bit or get that idea, then, you know, I, do they belong here? That's when you guys start drawing the line and figuring out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. At least right now, I think Cause eventually when, when Darcy is an agency that has 50, 60 employees, like you can't expect all 60 of them to be right. But like you a said, player, as a small, as a rock small. stars, but yeah, like right now, cause because right now everybody on the team, well, I'm hoping will like be the executives of the next people that we hire, mm-hmm. right? I think that your executive team has to be people that can think strategically and see the vision. Right. I think expecting them to come up with the vision is just poor uh, management. That, that that's not how entrepreneurship works. If you're the entrepreneur, at the very least, you're the person with the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who can easily or quickly internalize that vision and then um, be able to think through their decision-making strategically to make sure it's in line with the vision. Mm -hmm. That's really all I'm looking for. Yeah. I think it's smart. Uh, I read a quote the other day. I think it might have been yesterday. Um, Who's like the uh, Apple dude? Steve Jobs? Yeah, Steve Jobs. Uh He said, uh, quote, he's like, we don't hire smart people to tell them to, for us to tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do. Oh uh, yeah. Like obviously Steve Jobs has the vision, but he wants to get new ideas and and he's going to that's why he hires smart people. Yeah. to work for him cuz you know, they're not really working for him per se, like they have their own vision, they have their own ideas, like and that's that's why they're coming on the team. Yeah. is to to put in their two cents, but obviously they have to have somewhat of a similar vision. Yeah, or at least be able to mold yeah. into right. the vision. Right. Yeah, dude, I think you're right, man. I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think you catch the vision. Uh, you caught it pretty early. Yeah. I mean, you caught it back when you were an intern, though. Yeah, I mean, that you know, like I said, when you came into my class, obviously I didn't know 100% your vision, and I wasn't like, yo, this guy has the same vision as me. <laughs> and maybe it was just because I relate to you like, on a personal level outside of work, but yeah, you know, I saw some similarities, and that's that's kind of what drew my attention. So Makes sense, man. Cool. Well, I think that'll do it for the podcast today, Sam. Sweet. Just a little business conversation with me and my boy, Sam. Yeah. I'm glad we got to podcast this, hey, dude. Me too, man. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, you can be a guest on the podcast anytime you want. Hey, I appreciate that. Anytime you don't have another guest and you need a filler, (laughs) I'm here. You're the filler? Yeah, for sure. Deal. All right, well, listeners, thanks thanks for tuning in for this interim episode of the Hometown Founder Podcast. Next week, next, we're getting Barry in here, dude. I'm, I mean, he was supposed to be this week, but scheduling and stuff. Yeah, yeah, We've got a cool guest uh, crossing my fingers for next week uh, with a super cool story. So keep an eye out for that. And thanks for listening. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Have a wonderful rest of your day.